When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Field, that one's called to the right. Hunter on the move. Racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it. Because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote. And I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone. So don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, so we're going to have a ceremony. Like, no, no. Like Now... To your hosts. All right, welcome into the program, everybody. You know the drill. Red Sox beat here on CLNS Radio. Jess Thomas and Jared Scally here this week. No Lauren. Um, Jess, first show with a new president. It's kind of weird. Uh, first time in eight years as a new president, um, to the discredit of a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, new men in charge, new people in charge, new year. Um, scary stuff, but you know, hey, there's a lot going on despite the new president. Yeah, definitely scary stuff. Uh, I don't know why you started the show with that. That's like the worst news you want to give. <laughs> we can only go up, right? I got to start at the worst All possible right. note possible, so that I can that's only fair. go up, right? Because yeah, if, you, that's, if that's I fair. start talking about Donald Trump, it's going to be 45 minutes of me swearing, and we don't need that. So, um, look, a lot's going on in the baseball world. We're here to talk about that. Of course, you can find us uh, on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Uh, so make sure you go check us out there. Of course, on iTunes, Stitcher as well. Uh, if you rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, that'd be phenomenal. Spread the word. It's always nice. Uh, baseball season's right around the corner. I believe it's, what, 20 days until um, pitchers and catchers, 13 days to the most useless holiday in Lauren's world, uh, truck day. Uh, so, and <laughs> only, only Lauren's world. Only Lauren's world. That's it. Um, and of course, and this has got to be Gronk's holiday. It's 69 days until Red Sox season opener. So you know Rob Gronkowski is celebrating somewhere in this in this in this messed up world. Um, and of course, our, our upcoming segment, our first segment here on Red Sox Beat, is going to be brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore if you want to find the perfect hire you need to post your job on all the job top job sites and now you can with zip recruiter you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017 post your job to 200 plus job sites including social media networks like facebook and twitter all with a single click 
Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. It's, it's, it's so much easier to use. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's all one word. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan fan one more time try it again for free go to ziprecruiter.com slash sports fan um love ziprecruiter obviously get the word out there um just a lot going on in the red Sox world everyone wants to talk about david ortiz coming back i feel like david ortiz ends up in every show we do (laughs) um but he did break his silence you know he talked about the tweet um that tweet you know the one that said just ask boston globe he did say he's retired um one just do you believe him and two Pedro did say this weekend was winter weekend, and Pedro came out and said that he thinks Ortiz will play next season. So really, Jess, really, not even two-part question. Who do you believe, David Ortiz or Pedro Martinez? I'm leaning toward Ortiz because he knows his feet and he knows they hurt, and it's not just going to get better in an instant. And in fact, it'll probably just get worse if he starts playing on them again. So Very true. I think I think for that reason, I believe him, and just after the whole the whole uh, send off from last year, it, it it would just seem a little bit strange coming back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't not love it. Of course, I would, but um, I think, I think, I, I don't even think Pedro has talked to him about it. Hmm. From what I could see, it seemed like I feel like he's just saying he's just strictly saying from a talent perspective, he's still so good that he doesn't see him wasting that. But I think that's just Pedro's opinion because of how good he is, which makes sense. But yeah. I don't think necessarily you talk to him was like, oh, yeah, you're going to come back, right? I should tell everyone you're going to come <laughs> back, even though you just told everyone like right before this that you're not coming back. So I think right. that he was just, just saying that to say that. So I'm leaning toward Ortiz, but I'm not going to count it out, you know? <laughs> I'm literally not counting it out until opening day. <laughs> and then who, and then who and even then who knows he could play half no, I think you have, I think you have to wait till the end of the season to to check that's to probably get fair. He comes back just for the playoffs um <laughs> look I don't believe Pedro as much as it hurts me it pains me to say I don't believe in Pedro Martinez I believe David Ortiz you know it's his body it's his life and it's hard for me to believe also that David Ortiz would put the league and all and all of us through that retirement tour um and all that pain he went through and he went and then play again I don't think he was lying about his feet. I'm pretty sure he's actually in severe pain when he plays baseball. So I can't imagine he's going to put himself through that just to play some games and be on a team again. When now, he had a great career. No one's going to hate him for retiring. Everyone thought he probably would have retired a lot sooner than this. you know. So I don't blame him for retiring. I, I highly doubt he's going to come back. As much as I want to believe Pedro Martinez, I can't see David, or, David Ortiz just out of nowhere being like, yeah, I'll deal with the feet. I want to play again. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Right. If he was completely healthy, that's one thing. But like... To come back from that great last season he had, which is a storybook ending, who who could everyone wants that, and he actually got it. And then to come back on his terrible feet, we read the articles about how the painstaking process that he went through to uh, to play. Plus, the guy that took care of his feet, Dan Dierek, the Red Sox got rid of him, so his his dude's not even his, there anymore. His special so foot doctor is no longer in sight, so uh, yeah, he so that, no longer I mean, get his rub downs. Exactly. So it just makes, in terms of that, in terms of the whole retirement thing, in terms of um, how great of a last season he had, it just doesn't make sense to come back after that and be like, ah, I just kidding. My feet feel great. And I'm going to play it now. Like, got you guys. I just, I, I just punked you. Where's, where, where's Ashton Kutcher? I got you guys. Ashton, you can come out. Come out of the corner. We got him. Um, 
look, D- David Ortiz isn't playing next year. As, and now, if he walked away healthy, I, I'd be we all be burning down his front door with pitchforks because exactly. there's no reason exactly. to walk away from the game with that kind of numbers. But there's no way he would walk away from the game like with those numbers if he wasn't hurt. So there's no way he's coming back. So it'll come up again. We'll talk about it through spring training. I'm sure he's going to show up at some point because I know the Red Sox were setting up a meeting to talk to him about a role with the team. So he's going to be around. Just don't expect him to put cleats on in a spring training game and go hit a couple homers because it's not going to happen. Fun to watch, yes, but it's not going to happen. Um, and even, red- just, just one more quick yeah, note on that. Um, it's like, even if he does end up coming back at some point, which he probably won't because he's just going to keep getting older, but if he did if he did come back, it's not going to be next year. Like He's at least going to take a year off, see how his feet feel, re- reevaluate and everything. So maybe at some point in the future, doubt it because of his age, but maybe... But next year it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no. If if you getting healthy is priority one, and because, like you said, because of his age, it just doesn't make it likely for him to come back. But obviously, we'll see there. I highly doubt it. He's he's the time is ticking for his Hall of Fame ballot, so he'll be on that in five years, <laughs> um, and hopefully in the Hall of Fame in five years. Um, so other Red Sox stuff that came out between Drew Pomerantz and Erod. Let's start Erod just because this is no shocker. We just kind of have to bring it up out of the courtesy to our listeners here. But um, Eduardo Rodriguez is out of the World Baseball Classic now due to shocker, a quote unquote not serious knee injury. Um, Farrell said they need to determine um, that there are no issues physically, and that's why he's not pitching. But um, just it's not the first time we've heard not serious in a knee, in, with an injury with Erod. Well, yeah, it's hard to take him seriously considering he even said. It's not like last year. Like, this one's not even close to that. Yeah, but last year was, it's nothing. I'll be back from this. And then it was two or three months. So, like, him saying that it's not like last year's after what we went through, I'm kind of having a little trouble buying it. Yeah, no, I don't buy it at all. Um, Anytime they say not serious and um, Eduardo Rodriguez injury, I don't believe it anymore because this is, what, the second time now this has happened? And I, I don't... He's the and he's had the several. He's had several scares already too that haven't even turned into anything. You know, he's had like last year he had like two or three different ones where he was like thought he was hurt and then he turns out he wasn't. He's just like mentally not there. So even if it's not necessarily anything serious, it's still a concern. And considering that he got this injury, I read because the, it rained before the game he was pitching in, and then he tweaked it because it was still wet. Like you can't pitch in anything then. No, exactly. Um... I look at the Erod situation as um, as a situation where it needs to get figured out. He can't stay on the field, and if he's not healthy, you do not throw a baseball. You come to spring training and get healthy, and that's it. Now, if they're quote-unquote not and saying not serious and he comes back and is out for six months, then maybe it's time to <laughs> consider just letting him go because if this guy can't stay on the field for two years straight with a quote-unquote not serious knee injury, then – Either John Farrell and the organization needs to be let go completely, or you just leave, you ditch the pitcher. And, you know, he seems to be the odd man out at this point, so wouldn't be awful. Now, I would hate it because that tells me that you gave up Andrew Miller for this guy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it might be worth just cutting bait if he, if he can't even get on the field. Well, yeah, you can always look back at what you gave up for the guy and cry about it. But it's like with that kind of stuff, it's you kind of just take a chance. And then whatever ends up happening, happening. It's just like a draft where you can be like, oh, we should have drafted that guy, you know, six years later. Oh, man, look back at that 2010 draft. We should have drafted that guy instead of that guy. Like you can always look back and, and question everything. So I think in terms of the Miller thing, it would be kind of annoying to get rid of your after that. Sure. Yeah. But 
in the same in the same breath. I mean, it's stuff happens. You never know injuries, all that. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see because, like you said, if these are small injuries and they turn to this, what if he actually has a big injury? What's that gonna be? Is he gonna be out for like four years? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, really, seriously. Um, and he still wants to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, get healthy for the season, like dude. Like we know, we know you can pitch when you're healthy. The problem is when you're not healthy, you suck. So figure your life out. The World Baseball Classic isn't going anywhere. You're not a young, you're not an old dude. Like just figure your life out. You can pitch in the next one. He needs to relax a little bit. Um, but one thing that does scare you is, you know, you might. Do you need Erod because of the Drew Pomerantz situation? Now, the deadline is passed to avoid arbitration, right? Am I correct there? I think. Um, and if not, it's pretty cl- damn close. Um, and they still haven't figured it out. Pomeranz wanted 5.7. Um, Sox counted with 3.6. Now, do I think they should pay him $5.7 million? Absolutely not. Is he worth that? Absolutely not. But that being said, they probably will. Um, I think in the case of arbitration, you can still even pass the deadline. You might set up a hearing, but I still think you can avoid it if both sides do come to an agreement. It's a weird rule. Um, but that being said, I read an article today. Um, it was a, I forget where it was, but basically saying that it looks like Dombrowski was confident that they were going to get something done even past the hearing date um, to get something done, but not likely for Bod, which is fine because a Bod can leave. But that being said, do you have confidence, Jess, that Drew Pomerantz will be on this team this year? paid ready to go um because if not you might need a rod and who knows yeah i trust pomeranz a little more at this point so i hope that <laughs> i hope that he's he's good um i saw an article today on mlb.com where he said he's feeling feeling great and he's ready to uh ready to pitch in the rotation so i hope that's true he had the stem cell injection in his elbow so hopefully he's strengthening his arm he's right in the prime of his career and Hopefully he can figure out the American League and uh, and pitch well well for us. Um, and with the Erod's question marks, I really hope that he can get his act together and, and really uh, contribute for the team. Did you know the Red Sox haven't been in an arbitration hearing since 2002? Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, let's see, I just saw the name. Rolando Arroyo. Or Arrojo, oh, Arrojo, yeah, Rolando Arrojo. Yeah, back in 2002. That was the last time. Um, as a th- well, cause it, honestly, because there's a threat of a bod going to an arbitration hearing maybe um but that being said he's terrible they could just let him walk they should just let him walk <laughs> um but Pomeran's a situation you know um supposedly he had um revealed he had stem cell injection in his left elbow because apparently well I mean, we not apparently we knew there was a crap ton of discomfort in his elbow um so apparently they're getting him fixed health wise obviously the money's going to probably get figured out at some point but that being said, with the discomfort, obviously all that stuff was lied about with the Padres and, and that crap that we dealt with listening to, but is this guy going to be healthy? Does this stuff kind of make sense? Can he come back from that, something like that kind of discomfort? Because stem cell injection is not really like just like a cortisone shot. Like it's something more serious. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's Elbow things are always concerning because, you know, the whole Tommy John thing and elbows are always the most dangerous thing and they're always the things that that cause pitchers problems i don't know why anyone would want to be a pitcher honestly because <laughs> every, it pretty much everybody prayed, just, you get prayed pretty well if you uh if you're a good pitcher yeah you do but everybody gets shoulder and elbow and everything injuries it just doesn't it's i don't know it seems like i feel like hitting would just be more 
you know, foolproof. Like you're oh, not gonna. I, I, I hate to be that guy who calls into every sports radio show, but I played baseball for years. Um, my shoulders shot. My, I pitched for years, and my shoulder. I have my a swollen rotator cuff, like a, like a balloon. See, <laughs> and you're awful. not even a major league pitcher. See, no. <laughs> it's yeah, and and I played the field, and uh, my arm's fine. So go figure, right? Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe I, but I enjoyed every second of pitching, so I'm not mad. <laughs> um, I enjoyed every second of not pitching. <laughs> it, it, I will say also, it didn't help. I played volleyball for years after that with my left shoulder and was playing the front row, so I hit a lot of volleyballs as well. So. Yeah. I just my my rotator cuff was shot from day one. Um, it, there was no hope for my left shoulder. Um, Drew Pomeranz will obviously have to wait and see though. Jess, I think that they're going to do everything they can to get his elbow fixed, and then the money's going to come. So I'm not worried about that. Um, but it seems to be a theme though with the Red Sox and backing out of uh, the World Baseball Classic. Um, Rick Porcello, you know that guy who won the Cy Young Award, that dude, the really good pitcher that no one believed in. Oh, yeah, that, Rick. That, that okay. Oh, good old Rick. Yeah, good old Ricky Rick. <laughs> um, he he declined his invite to the uh, World Baseball Classic as well. Um, and this is the guy who Chris Sale even came out and said, you know, he deserves the ball game one this year. Not, me, David Price, or myself don't. Like, he's the guy who should get the ball game one, which I love that about Chris Sale, by the way, that he said that. Now, do I want the ball to go to Rick Porcell week day one? No, I want it to be Chris Sale. But that's for, that's for, another, that's for a spring training show. Um, why would Rick Porcell decline the invite is the big question. Because he's not an idiot like Rodriguez. He, <laughs> he wants to keep his arm fresh for the season, maybe. You know, that that thing. That I mean, seriously, that's why I think. I I don't know why. I know it's like a, you know, represent your country and all that crap. But I want to represent my team. And if I just won Cy Young, then I want to, you know, build on that season and continue to pitch well. And uh, pitching see, the World Baseball Classic, what's that going to do? If I won Cy Young, wouldn't I want to go, like, flash it around the world? Look at me. I'm awesome. Let's go win the World Baseball Classic. I don't know. Ask Rick Porcello. <laughs> I would love to. Can you get me in? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you don't have that kind of access, unfortunately. I don't have uh, any Rick Porcello access. So. Uh, I, I wish I did. I, I, would, I would pick someone else besides Rick Porcello to get some real access. Um, but look, Rick Porcello, to me, I'm okay with the decision. As much as I, I think, you know, you know, go pitch. You know, you're fine. You're young. But at the same time, this is his last shot to really be a dominant. But, you know, he, he pitched on the Tigers as a low of the guy, but he finally figured it out, and he's actually liked in a city that is hard to be liked in. You know, you you got you to gotta do some serious serious stuff in a good way to be liked here, and he finally figured it out. So I can't imagine he wants to risk that for the World Baseball Classic. And this shows where the World Baseball Classic is. It just doesn't mean crap to anybody who plays in the majors. Um, right. Un- unless, like, I mean, I know, I know Xander's going to play, um, and, th- and like, guys play, but it doesn't mean anything. Like, and the managers tell the tell the full, like the international managers like this guy has an inning limit or this guy shouldn't be playing more than this many innings, and it, and it works. You know, people don't play full games or people on a hundred percent. And you're allowed if you're a player, you're allowed to say, you know what, I'm tired, I want to come out, and they don't care because they know that you have the right to say that in the World Baseball Classic as a player. Right, which shows you that where the priority is, obviously, with the team, not with the World Baseball Classic. Exactly. So. Well, there's no priority with the World Baseball Classic at all. Exactly. So people do it because it's fun, and I get if you're a player and you're healthy, go for it. But at the same time, it's good that they 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 know their priorities and they're allowed to kind of make those decisions for themselves. Um, so obviously, a lot of Red Sox stuff going on, and, and everything we talked about so far in the show and the Red Sox segment, of course, was brought to you by Audible. Yeah, and don't forget to check out Audible. We love we love them. They're they're good stuff, of course, as always. Um, so check them out, of course. Um. 
a lot of interesting stuff besides the Red Sox, and we're always going to have Red Sox to talk about because if not, we'll still force news because there's always something little to talk about even when there's not. But um, a lot going on in the baseball world as well. Um, before we get to the Hall of Fame debate, Jess, because you and I, I'm sure, are going to go back and forth on this one. But um, we do have to bring up the fact that today's the sun Monday we're recording, so a day ago, um, your Donald Ventura uh, and Annie Marte, who was a former Red Sox, by the way, Annie Marte, um, both were killed in the Dominican Republic in, in car crashes, but were actually separate car crashes, unfortunately. Um, both players were reportedly under the influence, uh, but there was no like hard evidence for that, but that's what the reports are saying. Obviously, one player in terms of Ventura has a lot more success in the leagues than Marte, and people know Ventura. Um, stud for the Royals, ace pitcher. Um, just... Just a terrible, a terrible day in the baseball world. Obviously, with after the Jose Fernandez passing, and um, just two young guys, three young guys, tough to lose um, so early in their lives, and great baseball careers have them as well. Yeah, it's uh, really weird that they happen like two hours apart on the same day in the same in separate, place in separate car crashes, like it's completely so separate. Weird, yeah. yeah, totally different things. So weird. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Ventura, obviously. He's only 25, and he was already a really good pitcher. So, from a baseball standpoint, that's a that's a huge shame. Uh, I was reading more details about it um, before we started the show. Yeah, I don't know. But there was one report that said alcohol was involved, but then another one, this this updated one, said there's no alcohol present at the scene. But they have to wait for the toxicology report to see um, if if alcohol if he had it. You know, it wasn't yes. present, but he yes. could have had it. So. But it looks like with both of them, whether it was alcohol or not, it looked like both of them was um, were high-speed um, crashes. And they said Marte crashed into a house. Uh, Ventura, they said, uh, was driving through fog, and his he lost control of his car, went off the road, and he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, so he was thrown from the car. Yeah. So two very different things uh, with the same result, um, both high-speed. So... And it, it, I mean, in the common thing between both of them is both Dominican Republic, and you see stuff all the time about how terrible the roads are and how awful things are for driving conditions there. So go figure that this happened there. And it, I know that they're always saying, like, watch out, like, be careful when you're driving there, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're teams, but it still happened. So. And they're young. And, and But the crazy thing to me is, and no, I mean, no blame on them, whatever. Like, you know, it's hard to blame, put anything on blame when they, they're both passed away, but. If you, you you live a life in say in Ventura's case, you know in Kansas City, you know what America's like. You know what good conditions are. You have a great life, and you go home. And no blaming for him going home. Everyone goes back to Dominican who's from there. But drive safe. You know, like don't be an idiot. You have the whole life ahead of you. Um, I don't want to compare it to the Aaron Hernandez thing in the Patriots because he murdered people. But like at the same time, you, you have life right there. You know, you have it. Everyone wishes to be a major league athlete when they're little um, or something, you know, and he, he had it. And to drive recklessly like that, I don't put any blame on him, but it's just kind of crazy that pe- they don't think straight. It happens consistently across a lot of the sports. So th- tragic deaths like this are hard to c- kind of cope with because you understand how avoidable it could have been. Right, exactly. So yeah, it, it's a real it's a real shame. It's It's too bad, and obviously – like you said, Marte was in the Red Sox system like ten years ago before he got traded. So weird to see names pop up again that you've you've seen in the past. And in Ventura's case, a name that you've been seeing for for a while in the major leagues for the last four years. So yeah, it's quite a shame. But speed kills and cars kill, unfortunately. Yeah, and 
the the Royals fans had a nice vigil outside of um their stadium as well. Some of the Royals players did come out and and kind of cope with the fans and mourn with the fans, which is good to see. It's a community, which is nice. Um, so obviously our best wishes from here at Red Sox beat and CLNS Radio to um, Ventura and Marte's families, the Royals, everybody out there. Um, obviously we, we, we send our well wishes. Um, that being said, Jess, let's move on to a little happier note. Uh, um, the Hall of Fame voting is in. This year's class um, involves Tim Raines, finally, uh, Jeff Bagwell, and Yvonne, quote-unquote, Pudge Rodriguez. Um, Trevor Hoffman missed it by five votes. Um, for Pudge, it's it's a first ballot Hall of Famer, only second catcher to make the Hall um, on his first year of eligibility. Do we know who the first one was? Um, Piazza wasn't first, was he? Or was Maybe. he? Um, I, was it Piazza? I mean, it might have been. Was it Piazza? Because that just happened. That really? Okay. Um, right. So I think it was him. Wow. Okay. I didn't even think about that. Um, I was like, who's who would have been the first? But that makes sense. I keep thinking. I always think of Piazza as a first baseman because he played that to the tail end. So like, I just always think. Yeah. No, he retired in two thousand seven and just got it last year. So yeah. No. Okay. It, it was not him. It was not. Yeah. But okay. I'm not sure it was. Okay. That's weird. I was just curious because um, it wasn't here. <laughs> um, I don't care, though. That being said, I would say – I can't say Tim Raines doesn't deserve the Hall of Fame because I never watched him play. You know, like one of those things where you see numbers and I guess you can make an argument for him. Um, I'm not 100% in a belief that Jeff Bagwell deserves the Hall of Fame. Um, but honestly, I'm not mad with this class by any means. I think Trevor Hoffman should have been voted in. I, I think he should be in this class. Um so, I mean, before I get to the ever-ending steroid debate here um, that we always talk about, because Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens did get did get their votes rise, rose, risen from last year by a couple percentage here, um, what do you make of this year's class, Jess? Uh, I like it. I know a lot of people wanted Tim Raines in because it was his last year of eligibility, and he, got, he had a good career, and a lot of people say he had an underrated career, so I'm fine with that. It sounds like the majority of people thought that that was the right thing, so that's fine with me. Same with you. I didn't see him play, so I don't know from experience. Uh, we definitely saw a lot of Bagwell, and um, I always liked him. I thought he had a great career. I thought he was a really good player, and if Craig Vigio is going to be in, then obviously Bagwell should be too, so... I'm happy about that. I think that was a good move before, you know, before voting. Like I said, I said, I've said on the show too, that, that he should be one. I know you question a little more, but I like it. I think that, I think that he's a, a worthy hall of famer. I mean, he had a lot of home runs, you know, he had uh 449 homers. He had a, almost a 300 average for his career. You know, lots of all stars, lots of doubles, lots of hits, lots of runs. So he kind of filled up all the, uh, all the stat sheets, a lot of 130-plus RBI seasons. So he was a great player. I love it. I think it's good. Um, and then Pudge, yeah, I, was, I was, wasn't I was quite sure because of possible steroid things, but um, obviously he's one of the best catchers ever, and people thought that, so they picked him. So that makes sense. And, yeah, I think Hoffman should have made it too, but he just missed it. I mean, he was a great closer. It's obviously harder for closers just because of their position, but yeah. I, I think he will get it at some point. And uh, I figured out the – only catcher before Pudge first ballot was Johnny Bench. Oh, makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> definitely, definitely makes sense. Um, I think Hoffman will get it next year. To be honest, I think those five votes get made up next yeah. year for sure. So you'd expect him to be on the class um, next year. But and you br- you brought it up too, and this is kind of where I wanted to go with this because Pudge Rodriguez gets in for uh, first ballot. 
even though there were steroid speculations around him. So one that makes that means really good news for David Ortiz, um, being a first ballot Hall of Famer when that time comes. But also we saw Barry Bonds vote percentage go up, Roger Clemens percentage go up. I think the Hall of Fame is voters are starting to figure it out. These guys were good, let them in. I'm not saying let them all in, even though I've I've made that argument before. But let the ones who actually deserve to be in, be in. Barry Bonds' name is in the Hall already. He's the home run champ. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens is one of the best starting pitchers to ever don a baseball uniform in the majors. Put him in the Hall of Fame. This These two guys deserve to be in, and Pudge is a stepping stone, I think, to what needs to happen. Yes, Pudge wasn't completely linked, but there was reports of it. You know, There's speculation there. The next step is letting someone in who did steroids, like for sure. And Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, yes, will be in the Hall of Fame before their time is up. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I think definitely Pudge making it definitely makes their their uh, their chances better. I totally agree with that because you know to have somebody with a suspicion, and I guess there's suspicion for Bagwell too, even though it wasn't necessarily uh, really real or not kind of hard to tell but there was definitely suspicion for both of them so i think that definitely definitely uh, makes their candidacy better and obviously ortiz too even though he didn't do steroids but obviously whenever your name's linked no matter what it is even if it's bullcrap people are going to look at that but ortiz's numbers are better than bagwell so what are you what are we what are we questioning there i mean he's, he's for sure going to get it I, i'm thinking but yeah i mean bonds and clemens yeah maybe at some point their numbers did go up um I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see people who do think that, like you. So I could see it, but definitely, <laughs> definitely helps their candidacy with uh, with Bagwell and Pleasure making it. Sure. Um, looking at other people on the list, I, I don't want to sit here and argue steroids with you. We could go two hours on that. But um, one interesting person who got a good chunk of votes on the first ballot was Vladimir Guerrero. He got seventy one point seven percent of the votes on the first time on the ballot. Do you think he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer? I do. I, I he had a great career. I I thought he was going to make it first time. To be honest, before this all happened, I you look at his numbers and the impact he had. And, um, good fielder, you know, serviceable fielder, four hundred forty nine homers. I totally thought he was going to get in first time, but no doubt he will get in. But I definitely thought it was going to be this time. There was definitely like a lot of a lot of guys who who could have gotten there this time. Yeah, no, because I mean, you go down the list here. Um, Hoffman and Guerrero were the were the closest two, um, and then you have still have Edgar Martinez is next on the list with like fifty eight percent of the vote. Clemens and Bonds are there with fifty four point one, fifty three point eight respectively. Messina's on that list. Schilling's the only one that went down from last year. Got forty five percent of the vote this year. He was over fifty last year, and that's obviously with the politics crap that we've had to talk about. Um, so, and that being said, I think next year's votes go back up. I think people are gonna live and forget the Kirk Schilling crap because he deserves to be mentioned, if not close to being in the Hall of Fame, if not being in the Hall of Fame. Um, so I think he should I, be. No, I, I agree with you there. I do think he should be, but obviously I can see why people would make a case for him not to be in as well. Um, I'd just be curious to see if people put him in or don't put him in be- just because of that, of like if the politics thing is what really hurts him. I, I'm sure it will. Um, but that being said, Schilling's there. Um our Red Sox hero, well, my Red Sox hero, you, I know you don't care about him. Uh, Manny Ramirez got 23.8% of the vote first time on the ballot. 
making a bold prediction, Jess. Manny's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he is. Yeah, I, I mean, 23.8 is not bad, but it's certainly not even close. And, um, I mean, maybe he will if the other guys get it, but his numbers obviously weren't as good as someone like Bonds. But, I don't no, know. He's maybe not it's the home point. run champion. Like, that's, that's, exactly. why Bond, that's why Bonds is getting in. Like, oh, right. Um, Look, I look at Manny as a guy who would get in maybe the last time on the ballot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's possible. He would probably squeak in because by then, and what is it now? Ten years on the ballot, right? They changed it, um, so you get. 10 that's years, right. Yeah, you get ten years on the ballot unless you were already in the process. But um, so in ten years, maybe things have changed. You know, maybe by then, you know, I think in ten years you're going to see Clemens, Clemens and Bonds already in the Hall of Fame. Um, so maybe he is another one to go in at the late, at the last kind of possible second. I could see that by then. Maybe um, at that point, Ortiz is going to be in. Um, so maybe right. they put him in next to him. You know, it, it's one of those situations where in ten years, who the heck knows what's going on? Um, I got a question for you though. Oh, uh, I might have an answer. Well, with these steroids guys, you know, Bonds, Clemens, fifty-three, fifty-four percent. Then why is a guy such as Sammy Sosa down at eight point six percent? His numbers were incredible su- too. He sucked. He was not good. His, his numbers were incredible. Yeah, okay. But, like, he was good for that season, and he's known for the home Dude, he run. Had, he career. had 609 home runs. Yeah, but that doesn't mean as much anymore, though. Like, the home runs aren't as big of a deal, I think, in the Hall of Fame stats, as well as I think it's people from that era, like Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, just, I want to say, that definitely didn't ruin that era, but I think people just have such a bad taste in their mouth from those two. Why, why would why would Manny get in and not Sosa? Sosa had more home runs than Manny. He had better numbers. Even not I, average wise. But I oh I agree. I think people just have such a strong vendetta against Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire because they're like the face of steroids. Um I'm not saying if people with steroids get in that everyone with steroids is gonna get in. I just think that they're going to let the people who they think deserve to get in. Now, Clemens and Bonds are the two that I really think. If you're going to tell me any, I can put one in, it's going to be Roger Clemens. But then Barry Bonds is right behind him. I just don't think that and, – and this is completely that them being biased. They're, going to, they're not putting the face of the steroid era in the Hall of Fame. It's not going to happen. Well, it's just weird to me because, like, I mean, yes, obviously. Well, yeah, Clemens baseball writers best. suck. Of course it's weird. <laughs> okay. I was just gonna say, like, it's if you know, if if Clemens and Bonds, you know, they're the faces, they're the best players of the steroids. That you know, they have the best numbers of the steroid people. But obviously, people like McGuire and Sosa are not far behind. So it's just like I don't know. It just doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem equal. What, I don't what know. about Hall of Fame voting is fair? <laughs> I guess that's true. Nothing is McGuire done? Is his is he uh, is yeah, his candidacy done? Yeah, I don't think he can get it. He's done. I don't think he can get it anymore. Um, yeah, he retired 16 years ago. All right, yeah. Yeah, so he's up. Um, Sammy Sosa's – this is his fifth year on the ballot. So, yeah, um, right. So he's got a few more, but I, he's only got like 8.6% of the vote. So uh, he won't get it. Someone voted for Gary Sheffield. I don't, 59 <laughs> people actually voted for Gary Sheffield. Don't know why. Yeah. Um, hey, one, what, one thing. Uh, you talked about this before. and Didn't on a past show you claim that Jorge Posada should be a Hall of Famer? You missed that one big. Oh yeah, I, I do. I still strongly believe that, but clearly only well, seventeen people he, agree. With he's that. not going to now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he can't get in now. But um, I think he should have been. I think he meant a lot. I mean, maybe they put him out. 
Maybe they retire his number or something. I don't know. But his, his numbers weren't nearly good enough to be Hall of Famer. No. God, he, no just, he just won championships. Hey, Jason Veritek got two votes, though, so there's that. Yay, Jason. Tim, Tim Wakefield got one. Huh. Yeah, Tim. Wait, J.D. Drew was on this ballot? <laughs> yeah, he didn't get any. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Sorry, J.D. J.D. Drew. Quite good st- enough. I would die if Steven Drew gets a vote and J.D. never does. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> Just down the wouldn't, road. Whenever. I wouldn't count on that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would. maybe, maybe someday if, if you ever write professionally, Jess, like like cover major league teams, can you vote for Steven Drew? Just totally. make that happen for me. Make me, make, make me happy once ever. I don't know. He went, he went to the Yankees after the Red Sox. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> oh, man. We'll forget about that. But, yeah, so there's the Hall of Fame votes. There's a lot going on there. It's biased every year. But we always talk about it because it's fun. Um, two other things quickly before we get out of here for the week. Um the Orioles signed Mark Trumbo to a three-year contract extension. Not really a shocker there. Maybe the length of the contract, but no surprise he's going back to Baltimore, Jess. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for them. He had a lot of home runs. He was a good player, and they still want to be a good team. So it, why why wouldn't he go back there? He's a good player. Yeah, and I think he always wanted to go back there. So he liked it there, and it makes sense. Um, the one guy that we've been talking about all offseason, other than Edwin Encarnacion from the Blue Jays, was Jose Batista. And who knew where he was going to play? Uh, I mean, I was pretty sure he wasn't signing until spring training. But he did sign, and he's going back to Toronto one year on $18.5 million. Um, he, he makes, like, what, a little over a million dollars um, extra? But that being said, um, he's definitely losing money. Yeah, I mean, you think he'd want a multi-year deal with, you know, more million. I mean, he is thirty six though, so he's starting to be on the downside. And he was he was uh, hurt uh, from some of the last season, so this is not definitely not what he wanted. He, I mean, sound like he wanted to be back with the Blue Jays, but it, he definitely settled just to be on a team because it was getting kind of close now. Uh, yeah. So I think he just has realized he wanted to play, and obviously Toronto was willing to take him back. So um, good for them. Um, and one other thing, I, I don't want to forget about it. Um, Dodgers and the Rays made a swap. Uh, it was Logan Forsyth for Jose De Leon. Um, I mean, not a terrible trade by any means. A, a big deal, Logan Forsyth being traded. But um, who do you think won that deal, Jess? Oh, obviously the uh, Dodgers. Forsyth had a good, solid last couple of years. I don't even know who Jose De Leon is. <laughs> and that's true. I mean, Forsyth's been a pretty dependable player, and I. I read a quote on Twitter before the show um, that Evan Longoria was like really upset that that they traded. Why uh, Forsyth? He should want to get traded. Like he should be upset that it wasn't him. Right. No, he said how how important Forsyth was to the team and how uh, how good yeah, he was. Of course, he was when they were good. Yeah. Well, just telling you what I read. I mean, and it's a great. I mean, do you, I mean Longoria wasn't happy. Are, are, aren't you surprised that Longoria doesn't want out? Like it, it seems like he's pretty consistent, content on staying in Tampa. No, I am. I just am surprised that they gave up Forsyth for so little because he's been one of their better players. I'm a, I had him on my fantasy team. He's a good player. He's a solid player. No, yeah, he definitely is a solid player. I think that's the Dodgers um, are, are definitely lucky to have him in that case. Um, but this is this is the sign of things to come for Tampa. They're going to be in the basement for a while. Um Longoria can just waste away. Longoria is literally going to waste away unless they finally decide to trade him. I think they should trade him. They could get something for Logan Forsythe. I mean, they already did. Um, they could get something for Evan Longoria. 
hands down. It's going to be a crap ton of prospects, but, you know, they need that. They need to rebuild. They need to go young, and that's how they were good before. You know, they, they did that route, and that's how a team like Tampa and a market like Tampa needs to rebuild. They're not going to do anything if Evan Longoria is on that team. It's like basically Kobe when he was still on the Lakers. Oh, totally. The one good player on a crappy team. It's too bad, too, because, you know, they were good for a couple of years, and now they're kind of going back down the tubes, which is, I mean, I mean, I don't care in terms of being a Red Sox fan, but, like, for their sake and when they were actually good, it was kind of fun for them. But now they're going the wrong way. Yeah, they lost their manager. That's what happened. Um, yeah, seriously. Kevin Cash, not so good. Not so good. Um, all right. Well, I, I think we'll end it there. A lot, lot was said tonight. A lot was gone back and forth. Fortunately, Lauren was not here for any of it. Um, but you know, don't forget um, the show will be up on iTunes and Stitcher. If you're not listening to it in one place, listen to it in the other. If you're going to listen again, just get clicks everywhere. It's always good that way. Uh, Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Uh, Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Um, today's show, of course, was brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Start using ZipRecruiter for free now by going to ZipRecruiter.com backslash SportsFan. All one word. Also Audible. Um, of course, you go to audible.com backslash try now for a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. Um, we'll be back next week, same time, same place here, uh, of course, on Stitcher, iTunes, and, of course, CLNSRadio.com. Uh, so for Jess Thomas and I myself, who is Jared Scally, we will talk to you next week. This has been Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio.